Hey ladies and gents, welcome to the Controlled Interest Gamecast, where we talk about video games and everything happening in the industry, episode 262. As always, I'm your host, Jared Weich, and I am joined by, as always, my co-host, Dominic Orlando. This is also where we get really serious about drafting video games. Fantasy drafting, of course. Yeah, I mean, you, I don't know if you really play fantasy football. I do. So I'm coming off of a fantasy football season in which, in my main league, I played in the championship and uh, lost due to Justin Jefferson kind of disappearing in the last couple of weeks. Uh, I lost in the championship. And then my secondary league, I finished in third place. So I still got money. I, I was in the prize pool, so that's good. Um, well, but with this, you know, it's a whole different ball of wax. I've, I don't think I've ever won. I think you've won every year we've done this, right? Yeah. They call that undefeated, where I'm from. <laughs> so hopefully I can change things this time around. We're going to be doing a two-person league, Dom and I. Uh, let's give our publisher names. Well, first off, let me mention, we're going to be doing our Fantasy Critics League draft first, and then we're going to be moving over to do our predictions for the entire year. Uh, so my publisher this year in the Controlled Interest League of Smart Guys is Swimming in Seven Software, uh, which isn't good for Fantasy Critics League. Yeah. You want to get something higher than Sevens. Hopefully but that's hey, not pathetic for you. Exactly. And what's your publisher name? We are Lordran Software. I gotta stick on brand. Gotta stick on brand. Uh Lordran is the is that the that's the Royal City in Dark Souls One, right? It's like just the whole world, I think. Okay. What's yeah. the name of the Royal City then? The one where the, the, the goblins take you? <laughs> and Orlando. And Orlando, yeah, that's where I got it confused. Lordran is like the just the yeah, is it the world or is it like the um the country? I don't, you know, they don't really say if it, if that's just like one continent or one region in a larger world, but like it's just that's all that's all it's ever explained that it expands to is Lord, right? So it could be a planet or it could be a country, I guess. Yeah, like is it Westeros or is it Earth? Yeah, like, you know, like exactly. what exactly is it? Yeah. Uh, so good team names on brand. Like you said, hopefully mine isn't prophetic and uh, I just get a bunch of sevens. So we'll see what happens here. The way it's going to be working is a little bit different than usual. So by the end of the year, we're going to have 22 total games on our rosters. Today, we're drafting 10. We're drafting eight regular games. We're drafting one unannounced game, which means that it could be a game that people are hoping for. There's rumors about, but hasn't been officially announced. So for instance, games like Marvel's Wolverine or the Wonder Woman game, those don't count and can't be used. Um, whereas... Something like a MGS1 remake, or what was the example you gave down before we started recording? Mario Odyssey, Odyssey 2. 2. Yeah, something like that. Uh, 2D Legend of Zelda game, right? Like n None of those have been announced at all, so those count. And the other one that we're going to be drafting is the DLC, which I think Fantasy Critic League refers to as expansion, uh, which is cool, because whenever I think of expansion, I think of expansion packs for like the Nintendo 64, mm -hmm. those classic gaming systems, which is always dope in terms of nostalgia so we're going to be doing that a lot of big choices to make this year i'm going to be going first because i'm the loser and that's right and um, we're not going to be doing snake draft just because with two people that doesn't really make sense it's kind of weird so we're just going to be going i'll go first then dom will go back and forth in that manner uh yeah we'll be talking about our picks why we're doing them did you make a list of games you wanted to draft because i made kind of like a draft board for myself I, for this I, I did i basically i just started listing games that i'm like that would be good picks but then it turned out there's so many that it's like i really needed to order them for it to be valuable but i don't think i it with this middle chunk there's not much you can go wrong with i think so plenty to choose from but yeah i do have a bit of a a list to, 
Well, there's tons of strategy too of like how many games undated do you take, how many games that already have dates do you take, indie mm-hmm. versus AAA. There's a lot of things going on. Uh, forgive me if you hear the the keyboard clacking. I'm going to be entering in our draft picks. Uh, I'm going to be trying to edit it out as much as I can, but once again, that can be tricky because sometimes I'll be talking while I'm typing stuff in. So please be a little bit forgiving on that end. Uh, won't be any typing really when we go to the gaming predictions, but for this fantasy draft, there's going to be a little bit of typing. So forgive me in advance. Anyways, let's get this bad boy started. Start drafting. Warning, once you start, you can't stop. Okay. We're hopping in. I'm going first. I'm looking at my draft board real quick, Dom. And uh, for me, I'll tell you something. I put all of the games I'm interested in into categories uh, based on how I think they might score, how likely they are to release, that type of stuff. So for my list, I have a couple of games that are surefire. I'm picking at the top of the draft. And I'm going to take this one because I have to. And I'm pretty sure you know what it is. It's going to be Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, I wasn't as high as most people were on the first game, but I'm not dumb. I know this game's probably going to score very well. Even if it doesn't score as well as the original, it's still going to score very high. Yeah. So, yeah, original, I can't take any. The original came in at what, like 97 or 96, something kind of obnoxious high. <laughs> so, you're, you're in good shape. Yeah, even if you're like, oh, this game's going to score lower, it could still score a 92, which is crazy points, you know? So that's my game. You're up next. I'm going to be drafting for you. Talk us through your process. What's your number one pick? Uh, so that was, yeah, Tears of the Kingdom was, was kind of the, the low-hanging fruit. That's obviously what we want, especially now that it's already been delayed significantly, so it's not likely to get delayed out of this year again. Um, it's never say never, but that seems pretty locked in. From here, there's... There's a lot of different directions we can go. Um, that was a clear number one, I think. Um, but, oof. Obviously, we got Starfield out there. We got Marvel Spider-Man 2 out there. Uh, Final Fantasy 16, Resident Evil. There's just, there's a lot to go off of here. Um, man. I think, though... I feel confident, and uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna align with a prediction I'm gonna make later in the show for just a, a general prediction. But I think I'm gonna take Starfield because I feel feel really good about Bethesda and a bit of a redemption story for them. Because even even going back to like Fallout Four, I don't think it had like you know generally most people think is a pretty good if not great game, but not super high Metacritic scores, right? And then obviously we have 76 and not a whole lot since then. I think with the delay this game got being at this point still indefinite, there's a chance that this game still doesn't come out this year, I guess. Um, though I would doubt it, but I feel like Bethesda is really making sure that that this is the game people want. And, and Microsoft is supporting them with that. And <clears throat> I think a lot of people are itching for a Bethesda open world because it's been a minute since we've been treated to that, right? Um, so we've kind of talked about Western RPGs have been lacking a little bit in the in, in recent years. So this feels I don't know like a like a bit of a hopeful pick. Now hopefully we can at least get into the high eighties with it. So I don't know that it's going to match up to Tears of the Kingdom, but I have high hopes for it. So uh, I locked that in for you. Uh, unfortunately, I guess you can only do snake draft. So we're going to just do it snake draft. So you got to pick again. What's going to be your next pick? In that case, um, 
as I was talking about Starfield, I had an ounce of regret of maybe what I should have went with instead. And that is Wolong Fallen Dynasty. I don't know if I'm saying that right, but... Okay, surprising pick. All right. So, Neo 1 and Neo 2, I think were high 80s or around 90 Metacritic. They're very highly scored games. And I, I, I feel like this game will be even better. I think, like... I like that it's not Neo 3, that it's a it's a new IP going very, you know, similar gameplay and everything um, to maybe make some refinements to that that formula. And I think I think this game is just going to going to just do numbers. It's a bit more niche genre being super, super difficult, but I think it's going to be a, like a, a, a critical darling. You know, it's not obviously it's not going to sell gangbusters, but I think it's going to get some bad scores. All right. I'm, I'm just surprised you took it this early, mm-hmm. uh, but your confidence is a lot. So for me, uh, in my opinion, there was two games coming out this year that are, I'd be comfortable betting money on they're going to be 90-plus Metacritic. I got the first one in Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, and the other one is Diablo 4, so I'm taking Diablo 4. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's that, what I almost went with. <laughs> that game is going to review very well. The, the early impressions are doing very well. I just It's one of those games that, I think the only thing that could get in its way are like microtransaction stuff, and I'm hoping that isn't the case, and it doesn't seem like that's been involved too much in the previous stage, but mm-hmm. once again, we've seen developers and publishers push that stuff in the 12th hour, so uh, here's hoping that doesn't happen. So that's my first pick of my back-to-back picks. My second game, uh, you know, I think it's going to review very well. I'm just a little bit cautious, as we are with sequels, but I, I got to take it, and that's Marvel Spider-Man 2. Oh, uh, okay. I got to okay. grab that game. I think that game is going to review very well. Uh, Insomniac is pretty safe. I don't know if it'll be close to a 90, but I'm pretty confident it being at least like in the mid-80s. So I got to go with Marvel Spider-Man 2. You're on the board, Dom. That's a good one. I, I only stayed away from it because I was like, it could get delayed out of this year. It's possible. Insomniac specifically doesn't delay things often, but other Sony studios do. So I, you're probably safe, but I was a little... And my only, my only other thing there is what else does Sony have for this year? True. It's like if that were to get delayed, then it they yeah it'd be kind of worse. Sure, they have PSVR too, which is obviously going to sustain them. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Getting <laughs> <laughs> uh, obviously okay, okay. You made me nervous there because I thought you were going to take what to me is the best the best available game on the board. Uh, another sequel, Hollow Knight Silk Song. Uh, but you know, okay, uh, similar to to Wolong Fallen Dynasty. People love the first game, and this one is just, it's taken its sweet time to come out, and I'm hoping that's a good sign, and like, it needs to come out. If it, if it gets delayed out this year again, then that's, I blame them and not me for having this confidence in them. I think this is going to be a great scoring game, and I've been a game that you and I are both going to love, too. I just drafted two years in a row. I can't do it to myself again. Yeah. That's <laughs> I kind of <laughs> held off of it, man. Good I like, can't do this again in my heart. Uh, you're, you're up again, though. Back-to-back picks. This is it's getting tough. We still have a Fire Emblem game on the board, and uh, we have a, a Star Wars Jedi Survivor on the board. Man, oh. mm. there's some good stuff still there. Yeah, I do. We have to go with Fire Emblem Engage. I think. Okay. It might not be as highly reviewed as Fire Emblem Three Houses was. 
It could be, but even if it's kind of like uh, Tears of the Kingdom, even if it's not as good as the last one, it's still that still means it'll be pretty good. It still means it'll be mid eighties, I think. So and it has a secure date that's coming out soon, which is pretty safe. good for Fantasy Critics League. Like if you can lock in those games that you know are coming out, especially when it's, it's really good, and early in the year date, like it's I think later this yeah. month, or next month. So I'm up next, man. I'm salivating here with my choices. I got plenty yeah. of games I'm really interested in. Uh, I I gotta go with this game. Uh, there's no way this game lets down people. I just don't see it doing that. Uh, I am worried. Uh, because we got RE Remake Two, which was phenomenal. Then we got RE Remake Three, which is a little bit middling for most people. But you also have to take into account those base games before they were remade, right? Two is considered one of the best. Three people liked, but never as much. And four is considered an all-time great. So I think the base that you're working with has a lot to do with how the remake turns out. So I'm pretty confident in RE4 Remake. Um, I'm taking that first. Looking at the rest of the list, it really comes down to me. And I'm I'm fine to say these because I know that you're going to take one of them if I don't take it. So that's Star Wars Jedi Survivor mm-hmm. and Forza Motorsport. Oh, now, Forza, Forza Motorsport obviously isn't a game that me and you are going to touch at all, but that doesn't mean it's not going to score very highly. It's the first Forza Motorsport on next gen. It's a reboot. Um, the thing, this is something we have to take into account when we pick games as well, is that you have to think about the people who are going to review games, whereas the bigger titles tend to have a more general base of reviewers looking at them. These more niche genres tend to have people that are committed to it. So I'm going to go with Star Wars Jedi Survivor. I got to. Every ounce of me wanted to take Forza Motorsports. I think that's the safer pick of the two. But sometimes you got you to gotta draft with your heart, Dom. You got to draft with your heart. And I got to take Survivor. That game looks so good. We both really love the first one. I think that the performance issues and the map were the two biggest issues with the first game. And I think they Fixable. can easily fix those. Mm-hmm. I have a lot of confidence in Respawn. We talk about studios that never miss. I'm very confident in Respawn. So that's why I took them, and now you're on the board. Yeah. Well, since you left Forza on the board, I think I think that's what I gotta go with. Uh, that's you're locking it in. Yeah, let's do it. Like you said, it's a it's a safe, consistent pick. Um, that's a solid somewhere in the '80s, guaranteed. Yeah, the racing games are never sexy picks. For us, anyways, mm-hmm. but they score well, man. Yeah. Almost always. And uh, since you have back-to-back picks, you're up again. Mm, man. <laughs> After this, you'll have two more before we get into our two special picks. So just keep that in mind. Okay. So you have three regular games left. I think another, another safe pick. Actually, yeah. Another safe pick to me is. Oh, I hate this game, Tom. You know what? No, we're gonna get weird with it. We're gonna go out of our comfort zone, like a dragon. Ishin, lock it in. Good pick. There's two of these coming out this year, right? There's like a yeah. dragon Ishin, and there's another one like a dragon something. And I am not the expert on these at all, but I know that people love that shit, and <laughs> I hope reviewers do too this time. So I got three picks left as well. Or wait, no. Three, four, five. Yeah, I got three picks left as well. So I'm picking two of my three next. And uh, regular picks anyways. 
and I'm looking at it, and uh, yeah, I this is another game that I think I'm I'm pretty interested in checking out, especially because of the setting being fantasy this time around, and I know these games tend to review pretty well, so I got to take Final Fantasy 16. Yeah. Um, of the two Final Fantasy games slated for 2023, I think this one is the one that has a way higher chance of actually coming out. Final Fantasy VII Rebirth seems like a pipe dream at this point. And, uh, yeah, I just, the way people are talking about this game and it returning, like I said, to the fantasy setting, I think is going to be good for that game. And, yeah, I'm, I might not play it, you might not play it, but I think it'll score well regardless. My second pick... Now, this is a tough one. This is kind of going back to the motorsport discussion of do I take the game that I think is going to score well in a genre I don't touch at all, or do I take a different game? Now, if there wasn't so much, so, so many issues surrounding Stalker 2's development, those developers are from the Ukraine. They had to move to the Czech Republic because of the Russian invasion of Ukraine. I'd be really interested in that game. I think it looks really cool. I just don't know if that game's even coming out this year. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, man, you know what? You got Fire Emblem Engage. I need to get my Fire Emblem Engage, which means it's a game that's coming out soon that has a date that I'm pretty confident it's going to score very well. I'm going to go with Dead Space Remake. Yeah, that's going to be <clears throat> my pick. I, uh, yeah, it just you have to have some of those picks where like the release date soon, you know, it's coming out. I don't think this game's going to score bad. You just need to get some points on the board because as the year goes on, games start slipping, they get delayed. I just, I need some more, some more games that I know are releasing, you know, for sure. Man. And, and uh, yeah, you're doing your last two regular picks. So you're on the board back to back. <sighs> we still have, there's still some ones up there that don't have dates. That are tempting. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, really, like I'm really thinking about Alan Wake too. That note that should review well. And I think they said it'll be this year, but I don't I'm not super confident that it uh you know <laughs> that it actually happens. And then of course we have a controversial one up there with Hogwarts Legacy. Might not be a terrible pick if you can stomach it. Uh, <laughs> um Oof. Got those good remakes off the board already, too. Pikmin 4. Oof. Because now I'm into my bench here. I took some of the ones I wanted. Oh, man. I think... I think let's go with Redfall. Um, I feel safe. That it's going to come out. We're not going to get any more delays from it. We've already had some. And just even though there, I have some questions and some hesitations about the game. As far as like it not maybe not reviewing super high. Um, with what they've shown and what we know about it. At the end of the day it's Arcane. And Arcane, their games just always slap. And they review well. You know, we're talking about Dishonored. And um, man, what's the one last year that was a... Deathloop. Oh man, Deathloop. Yeah. Also, I think review... We're going with it. Uh, Redfall. Lock it in. We're going to kill some vampires. Let's go. So there's actually some information that recently came out about Redfall that I think is a po- positive for it is that the developers were talking about the game and a lot of people have been comparing this to is it going to be like Left 4 Dead or what's the new one that came out that was inspired by Left 4 Dead? Back for Blood. 
Back for Blood is going to be that type of game, right? Because it looks like that, but replace zombies with vampires. And they actually came out and said, no, our game is closer to Destiny than it is to those type of games, which ah. has me excited. Interesting. Because uh, it, it's kind of, you know, it had to kind of go into the minutia of how those games are different, obviously. But it gets me excited for both the narrative of the game. Uh, not that Destiny's narrative is incredible, but I prefer that more than what we've gone in like a Left 4 Dead style game. And also how it's going to function as a platform. Whereas I think with Left 4 Dead and Back 4 Blood, they can become stale because it's a single level you're going to over and over again. Whereas if Redfall is built like Destiny, that they're adding expansions, new areas, remixing things, I think that can be really exciting, especially for the unique characters they've presented with their weapon kits and skill sets and all that. So I think, honestly, this has a chance to be a sneaky good game this year because uh, it's kind of flying under the radar. And with devs talking that it's closer to Destiny than something like Left 4 Dead, I think that from a critical review point of view i think that's better for that game in terms of what it could possibly be so we'll see that's good and to what's hear. your I... last regular game <sighs> oh, sorry what were we gonna say what were we gonna add on no yeah that's just good to hear no, i hadn't read that news about redfall yet um so that's that has me like same as you that has me actually more interested than i was before because yeah i wasn't sure is this going to be like a really uh multiplayer focused um experience that uh yeah kind of like left for dead but you know destiny kind of being a little bit more single player friendly i think has me a little bit more excited not too yeah so next though is tough because i there's i mentioned hogwarts legacy man but i i don't think i can get away with leaving suicide squad on the board at this point that last trailer. You're locking that in? That's your final game? Say, say that again? Are you locking it in? Is that your final game? Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah, let's do it. I feel good about um, the free agent picks or, or you know, the <laughs> free agent signings or whatever afterwards. So I, I, I think Suicide Squad could. This is um, Rocksteady at the end of the day. Uh, they're not going to give us, you know, they're not going to give us a dud, even if, you know, the risks are in the, the multiplayer aspects, if things, uh, you know, don't work properly or just aren't fun from that perspective. But I think it's got to have a great story and good moment-to-moment gameplay. I, I have faith that at least that they're going to hit that. But I think this is at least a high 70s at worst, I'm hoping, for Suicide Squad. Let's lock it in. So here's the thing. This is the tough part about having the last regular pick for this draft is that there's some games I want to pick, but do I think you're going to try to bid me for them? Mm-hmm. Do I take a game that I know you're going to bid me for so I have it automatically? You know, And there's two games that I want to draft because I think they're going to score well, but I have a feeling that I might be able to get him right. for bid. Exactly. So I'm going to go with the game that I think you might try to bid me for. Uh, I think it's a bit of a risk because it's not super confirmed for this, for this year, but... I, I got to, and that's Sea of Stars. I got to take this. It's been a game that I've been yearning for for a while now. Their developer updates are incredible. I am a little worried that it might not come out this year, but it and Hollow Knight Silk Song are like my two indie games that I want to play this year. Obviously, there's other ones I'm super interested in, but those two are like the one. So that's, uh, that's going to be it. So now I got to draft. Um, 
I guess the, we'll, the way we'll make it work is I'll draft my unannounced first, then you draft your unannounced and DLC, and then I'll draft DLC last. So, I'm going to be drafting my unannounced game. And let me see if it's in the database. Let me check. Uh, yes. So, I'm going with Pokemon Let's Go 2. I think that's oh. going to be the major Pokemon release this year. I think the rest of it's just going to be the DLC for Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. So, uh, yeah, I think that's what I'm going with because they've been on a track record of releasing a game a year, and it's been a while since the original Let's Go came out. And I do know that they like to release casual games, even more casual than the mainline, to get more people interested. Kind of like a pipeline to the Pokemon franchise and people's wallets. So yeah, I'm going to go with Pokemon Let's Go 2 as my unannounced title. So now it's you, you're drafting your unannounced game. Mm. I know what I want. It's just, by nature, this is a risky category. Like It's not even been announced, so how's it going to get announced and released in the same year, right? Um, yeah. But if it does, if this hits, then it, I, it, I, think, I feel like it all, all but guarantees me the, the whole victory. So... We're gonna, we're gonna, you gotta risk it to get the biscuit, right? So we're gonna go for Persona 6. Persona 6, okay. Let's see, if like, that has to be in the database. Persona 6, yeah. I think so. Okay, cool. Cause that's, yeah, I, I wouldn't count on it happening and coming out this year, but if it does, it's gonna be points. You know that. And now you're gonna be, you're drafting your expansion. This is a tough one between. The Horizon DLC and the Destiny DLC. But I feel like the Horizon DLC is actually the safer bet. Um, first game had really great DLC. I believe that that re reviewed really well too. And um, the Forbidden West base game also got really great reviews. I think it was like, something like 87 or 88 kind of range. Um, and so like th that, that expansion has got to be no, at least close to that maybe at worst a few points less so we're going with the horizon uh not the vr game but you know the proper dlc forbidden west burning shores yeah yeah i'm taking place in la i believe <laughs> yeah okay so i'm drafting the last game i'm drafting my expansion now this one's interesting because the options there's destiny 2 lightfall there's Cyberpunk 2077 Phantom Liberty. Oh, that might be a good one. Which I think could be there's the made the, the Elden Ring DLC, which is a bit of a a bit of a risk. Does it um, exist? Yeah. Yeah, there's uh Splatoon 3 DLC. Mm -hmm. There's the Mario Plus Rabbids Rayman DLC. And there's this one, Dead Cells Return to Castlevania. Which oh. I think could also be very good. Yeah, And for me, looking at this list, I really think it comes down to Cyberpunk and Dead Cells. And it's tough because both of these games started in weird places where Dead Cells came out, was an indie darling, people loved it. Now it's including a DLC that's from a franchise that people want to return. And Cyberpunk came out like a wet fart and has come back to prominence and people like that game now. And if there's one thing I've learned in my lifetime, you can't bet against Idris Elba. So I'm taking Cyberpunk 2077 Phantom Damn. Liberty. I like it though. As my expansion. That's a fun uh, pick. So it is. That is, uh, that is the main draft. We're going to go to our counter picks now. We're drafting one counter pick, but we need three total by the end of the year. So I'm going to go over our drafts real quick. For me, 
Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, Diablo 4, Marvel Spider-Man 2, Resident Evil 4 Remake, Star Wars Jedi Survivor, Final Fantasy 16, Dead Space Remake, and Sea of Stars. My unannounced game is Pokemon Let's Go 2. My expansion is Cyberpunk 2077 Phantom Liberty. Dom's Draft, Starfield, Wolong Fallen Dynasty, Hollow Knight Silk Song, Fire Emblem Engage, Forza Motorsport, Like a Dragon Ishin, Redfall, Suicide Squad Kills the Justice League. Your unannounced game is Persona 6. And your expansion is Horizon Forbidden West, Burning Shores. Now, you have the first counter pick. What are you going to counter pick, Dom? Alright, this is tougher. So are we are we able to counterpick the unannounced game? Uh let me check. Yes, you can. Cause that feels, feels I don't no no no. I think I don't think easy. that's fair. I don't think yeah. we can. I think it's we like can we can you can counterpick the DLC. I don't think you can counterpick the the dream, because what's the point? It's just like a confirmed zero more than likely. Right. Okay. That, I, I think that makes more sense. Cause <laughs> Going back to how much we talked about, there's so many good games to pick from. That makes this harder because all your games. Yeah, I'm kind of scared looking at your list. Yeah. I'm this basically... one, it's not even like which game will I get zero points or like positive it's least points. Like, which one will I get the least amount of points taken? Yeah. Yeah. Ah, oh, man. Because, uh, yeah, all yours. I have like the slightest inclination that, that Spider-Man 2 might get delayed out of the year, but... But if everything it does, else, that might hurt you really hard. Exactly. Because that's yeah. going to pull probably a 90 at least. So I guess we got to go Sea of Stars just because it's that's an indie game. And sometimes those things get, you know, just you never hear from them. They get the Hollow Knight Silk Song and then just disappear for three years or whatever. Or they just locking that in. Yeah. Counterpick Sea of Stars. Okay. Good luck. I thought you were honestly going to go with uh, Dead Space Remake. I, that was that was what I also tinkered with, yeah. Now I got a draft to counterpick for you. Now I'm looking at this. Hollow Knight Silk Song is the Marvel Spider-Man two for me. Of like, I don't know if that game comes out this year. Persona six, oh, I, I, I obviously I can't draft that. Redfall, Starfield. Honestly, I'm looking at this list, and it comes down to either Suicide Squad or mm-hmm. the Horizon Forbidden West DLC. I mean, I could also see like a dragon not reviewing well, but my unfamiliarity with everything there kind of makes me scared. I think Wolong is like an 84 at the very least. I'm pretty confident in Starfield and Redfall. I know maybe some people would pick either of those games, but I'm not even going to attempt that. All Night Silk Song, Forza We Motors, have faith Warfare. in Bethesda around here. Let's go. Exactly. Uh, and Fire Emblem Engage, I think, is going to score really well too. So Suicide Squad, Kill the Justice League. My one worry with that game is that it plays best multiplayer and the people that review it play it single player. Mm-hmm. That's my one worry with that game. Uh, I have faith in our, uh, I was going to say our, uh, arcane. Um, it's also Kevin Conroy's swan Rock song. City. Don't forget. Yeah. Affecting the but hearts that of the also viewers. is like, yeah. Um, <sighs> Burning Shores. There's no way that reviews poorly. No shot. You know, I'm going to go for least damage. I got to go with Suicide Squad. Because here's mm-hmm. the thing. If that bites me in the ass on Fantasy Critic, that means it won't bite me in the ass in real life because I'll be excited to play that game. So I'm, I either, I'm either right or I'm Win-win. happy, Dom. That's how yeah. I look at it. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's it for our drafts. Uh, our counter picks were Dom took Sea of Stars and I took Suicide Squad Kills the Justice League. We'll see how great or poorly those age. Um, 
yeah, so for the rest of the year, we have 12 games to pick up. We can bid now for games. And that's going to be interesting because it's like, do you bid on games that don't have release dates? Because you can kind of trap yourself in because we can only drop games we drafted. I don't know if I mentioned that at the top. Um, so that's going to be worrisome. And we can't, I can't drop Sea of Stars even if it gets announced for not coming out, even though I drafted it because you counterpicked it. And same for you at Suicide Squad. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, yeah, are you happy with your draft? I'm pretty happy with my draft, I would say. I think I'm going to stay undefeated. Dang, okay, them's fighting words. All right, feel, all right. I feel real good. feel real good. You understand in this situation, you're the Packers and I'm the Detroit Lions, right? You, you understand that? Yeah, and up until this point, though, I hadn't been dishing out the same kind of disrespect that Green Bay has. <laughs> but now, all of a sudden, I find myself acting very cocky, which is unlike me. But you're right. <laughs> That's the dynamic we've set up here. Yeah, I think so on paper, if I'm being honest, I think my roster is stronger than yours. But I do think mine is a little bit riskier too. Um interesting to see how it plays out. I think this is gonna be probably our highest scoring year, I think. Yeah. Because I just think there's so many good games coming out this year. I think it's gonna really come down to what we pick post draft and what mistakes we make of maybe picking up a game and then it just never comes out or reviews very poorly. Uh, none of us drafted for Spoken, so I'm happy that yeah. we know what we're looking at. Or Hogwarts. Uh, we, we or Hogwarts, it. yeah. Um, and that one's interesting because, you know, as I've thought more about that game, whether or not I'm going to play it, I kind of come to the understanding that, like, as a consumer, there's really no ethical consume, uh, consuming. You know what I mean? Like, it's hard to have a mor moral high ground when you're a consumer in Western culture because it's like, yeah, you don't want to do this. You don't want to buy this because it'll affect J.K. Rowling's pocket of being a transphobe. But you buy from this place that actively employs child labor. Like, there's you almost know what I mean? it's everything you could find something ethically concerning somewhere in the supply chain. Yeah, doesn't. Yeah, we try to do our best when we can, but it's so much of it is out out of our hands. I feel like. It doesn't mean you can't make a firm stand for things, but I also, mm -hmm. at the same point, I, I think it makes it so you can't, you shouldn't be as harsh on people because in the end of the yeah. day, we all make those decisions dozens of times a day. So <laughs> right. it is what it is. On to a happier subject now that the Fantasy Critics League is done, or maybe not happy, depending on how bad we do. We're going to go over our 2023 gaming predictions. The way this works is we have three distinct categories, Metacritic or open critic predictions, Will it release? And the Big Ten, which are a collection of 10 questions I've come to ask us. I'll explain the scoring system for each round. It's Dom versus I. We'll see how this goes. Last year, we tied Dom at six points apiece. I have changed some of the scoring to be a little less forgiving, so we have higher point totals at the end of the year to kind of feed our ego. So we're not finishing with like two points. Um, but yeah, let's get into this. And we also have our own uh, independent predictions at the end of the at the end of it as well. First up down, we have open critic predictions. The way it works is on December 31st, 2023, I'm going to look at open critic for all of the scores of these games, and it's going to determine how many points we score. If we get it perfectly, we get five points. If we're between one and four points, we get four points. If we're within five, we get three points. If we're six to ten points off, we get two points. And if you're ten plus away, you get minus a point. So it's pretty forgiving. So as long yeah. as you're within 10 points, you're scoring. <laughs> yeah. Um, other than that, you're getting negative points. I think that's pretty fair, right? I think it's a good change from last year. Yeah. We shouldn't end up six, six versus six uh, in points after this. Here's hoping. Yeah. So we're going to start off. Um, 
do you want to go first? Since I know the games, I think it's only fair that you go first, and then I'll give my score after. I think that's... Okay. Uh, so, first up is Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. This is such a tricky one. Because I have, I have hesitations with it. Um, specifically that, if we remember back to Breath of the Wild, when that game launched, it actually kind of had like a, a not great frame rate. There were some, some technical you know, irregularities around that. And this is the same hardware, you know, six years later now that it's coming out on. So if they like wanted to push the game further graphically in any way or, or like make it bigger, then they might end up, you know, having some technical issues that affect it. So I, I don't think it gets as high as Breath of the Wild. So, but I still think it's going to just blow the doors off and probably going to, hmm. let's say 94. Okay, I'm going to hedge my bets. I'm going 91. Mm-hmm. Um, just so that way I can almost guarantee myself some points depending on how it swings. Um, yeah, so I'm going to go 91. Uh, to your point, though, I think also the art style made people a little less forgiving of the um, the overall like visual fidelity of it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it kind of removed from some of the muddiness that you could see on screen. Next up, Starfield. <laughs> Yeah, this is a really tricky one, too, because um, it could be, I mean, it probably won't be a Fallout 76 type score, right? But Well, people you know forget what? that game wasn't even primarily developed by Bethesda Game Studios. True. But let me even look back to, like, Fallout 4. I think Fallout 4 was, like, what, 86? That sounds right. But, okay, wow, Skyrim was higher than I thought at 94, actually, wow. Yeah, man, oh. Skyrim, Skyrim became a joke because of it releasing on everything, but that game reviewed very well. I kind of forget that, yeah, the reviews are like that. I think this could, it could, um, you know, go up against against Skyrim. But I think it doesn't quite get to that, so let's say, realistically, this is a 90. I'm sticking with you. I'm going 90 as well. Uh, Marvel Spider-Man 2. Ninety-one. Okay, I'm going eighty-eight. I think, I think this game will review very well. I just my one concern with this game is how original the story is going to be because I think when you do a Venom story, you can fall into a lot of the same tropes that people are familiar with. Of like, okay, Peter's angry. People around him don't know how to deal with him. What's going on? Mm-hmm. How do you get rid of the Venom suit? You have to go find something loud that makes uh, like waves to make it like shriek and fall. Like there's a lot of like tropes in Spider-Man storytelling you can fall into, which I'm a little worried about, but I am confident in Insomniac. So I'm going to go with 88. I can't see this game scoring lower than an 80. Honestly, I can't see it scoring lower than 85, but yeah, you never know. Also, this game's PS5 only, right? That's a, I, I believe so. Um, and then you also think could be a benefit for it. I mean, it didn't hold back God of War Ragnarok that it was on multiple platforms, but I do think it could be a, a boom, too, for its mm-hmm. performance that it's only working on one platform. You also have Miles Morales going in there, and I'm pretty sure, like, we expect to play as both Spider-Men. Oh, for game. sure. Yeah, yeah. That, well, I'm curious, like, I just want to see this game. Like, I'm curious, like, what, how that changes the Venom story. Um, maybe, yeah, maybe, the, maybe Venom doesn't even attach to Peter and actually just goes to Miles or something, like. 
but you're right as long as they should hopefully try to avoid the, the you know the story beats that we've already seen you know several times do you have a prediction related to the gameplay of this game for later i don't i'm just asking not related to the game specifically no okay so i want to say uh my hot take is i think there's a point in this game where we play as uh harry osborne like as hobgoblin or green goblin kind of a thing well no remember he was Walking getting like mj kind of thing. he well maybe but he was also he was getting killed by the symbiote remember that's the whole thing oh that was the symbiote that was i i remember him being in it like in the green tank as the yeah, and the black player. thing, it came out and stuck to the thing, remember? That was the whole thing. It was, it was oh. the Ven- Venom symbiote. Okay. Memory's hazy, I guess, but okay. That's <laughs> yeah. a good... I, interesting. I, heard, I didn't realize that. That's, that's interesting. Oh, or we could even play as like a sick recovering version of him, like walking around his home or something. You know what I mean? That's, that's what I was thinking. Because of, although like people didn't like that segment in the first game where you played as Mary Jane and you just kind of like walked around and took pictures and behind museum pictures <laughs> yeah i enjoyed it i think people like obviously it wasn't the yeah. best part of the game but i think it switched up the gameplay enough to make it refreshing i wasn't uh, too next hard up on it either. final fantasy 16 mm. <laughs> this could this is these are i'm glad you picked the games you did it's yes this is tougher um oof. 83 Okay, I'm going 86. Mm. A little bit more confident in you than you, but I'm kind of hedging my bet because if this gets uh, mid 70s, I still can get points for it. Uh, Diablo 4. You know, I hadn't thought too hard about it um, until you kind of talked about it when you drafted it. But yeah, I think this. I think you're right. I think it does do well. I'm gonna say 88. I think this game has a chance to be the highest reviewed game of the year. I honestly do. Now, am I going to predict that? No, because I don't think you really earn any, like, win anything from, I nailed it perfectly at being a 95. So I'm going to hedge my bets. I'm going to go 91. That's how I'm going with that game. Star Wars Jedi Survivor. This is, a, this is another tricky one. Um, I feel like, I don't even know. The first game, I think, must have came in, like, low 80s. I think it'll be better. So I'll say 85. I'm going 87. I think it'll be in that range. I think it'll be between like 83 and 89. Mm-hmm. Hey, man, if it's a 90, hell yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Redfall. I know I drafted this and I have high hopes for it from that perspective. Um, but like, yeah, this is a little interesting because you almost don't want to go too high just for the sake of getting it super accurate because you lose some of that window. If you go above 90, right, then like you start to lose that that window of just getting one or two points so for redfall i'll say 85 again okay i'm going 83 suicide squad kills the justice league (laughs) i just i feel good about it and it's rock steady i oh 88 we're bringing it rock steady's bringing it so this is the most gamesmanship prediction I'm making because I'm definitely just trying to get points either way. I'm going with a, a, a simple 80 because mm-hmm. if it scores in the low 70s, I'll get a point at least. And if it scores in the high 80s, I'll get a point. Mm-hmm. It's just, I don't know, man, what this game's going to turn out to be on the positive or the negative. So 
Yeah, I'm going to be safe and just go with 80. RE4 Remake. Dang. 83. 83, okay. I'm going to go with 90. Now, this is a, a little secret one I tossed in there. This last one is free choice. You can take any game that wasn't on this list, tell me what the game is, and give me the open critic prediction. Well, Long Fallen Dynasty. You take a, okay, that's what I thought you were going to take. Yeah. <laughs> and it's going to score a 91. 91. Okay, that's I'm swinging that's for the fences. Yeah. I'm going to say, and we both have to score the game too, obviously. I'm going to say 86. Man, I hope that game is good. We need that might be one of the uh, uh we have Liza Pino. I was gonna say that might be one of the only Souls likes we get this year. That's I'm wrong. There's plenty of Souls like we'll be getting this year, as in every year. Um what do I go with? Do I go with the game I drafted or do I go with the game you drafted? You know what? I'm gonna go with Fire Emblem Engage. Game you drafted, which I'm excited for. That game reviews while well. I'm hopping in right away. Cause I missed out on the Three Kingdoms thing. That'll be my first twenty twenty three game. I'm going to go with 85. I think it's a safe safe pick in terms yeah. of where it's going to go. I hope it's higher, and I think it might be higher, but I'm going to go with 85. We're doing one more, then? Well, no. I, I We both do the score for Fire Emblem Engage. Remember, I did the score for no. Wolong. <laughs> like, I picked it. I, for some reason, I already thought. No, I'm going to say um, 86. 86 okay you just prices rice to me I, I got it i got it uh so that's it for the open critic predictions we'll see how those go um and ho thankfully we're going to get be getting points this year from those next up is a pretty self-explanatory one too so this one is the will it release section we get a point for everyone who get right we get minus a point for everyone who get wrong and we get one push meaning if there's a game that we just don't want to answer either way for we can say that's my push and it just comes in at a zero. So we don't lose points. We also don't gain points for it. Um, once again, since I know the game's Dom, it's only fair that you go first. So you're just going to tell me, is it releasing or is it not releasing the calendar year? Okay? Bring it. And we got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten games. I picked five AAA, five indie games. Okay. Okay. Starfield. Yes. Hellblade 2, Senua's Sacrifice. No. Last of Us Factions. Last nope. of Us 2 Factions. Or whatever that game's title. Yeah, whatever you know what it mean? is. Last of Us uh, Armored Core 6. That's the one they just Fires of Rubicon. Right? Yes. Yeah, that's, that's coming out this year, for sure. Final Fantasy 7 Rebirth. No. Now it's for the indies. Hollow Knight Silksong. Yes. Well, yeah, you drafted it, so hopefully. Uh, sea of Stars. Counterpicked it, um, but <laughs> I just felt like it was most likely to not come out based on the other games you drafted. That was driving the counterpick, but I do think it does come out this year. Yes, and all five of these indie games are slated for twenty twenty three. That they have the date, but obviously you never. Uh, three Mina the Hollower. No, that's a new yacht clubs game. Game for everyone who is uh, doesn't know. Uh, four replaced. No. Uh, this that's the uh like cyberpunk side scrolling game from uh I think a Ukrainian studio. 
they've been affected by the Russian invasion. And lastly, I forgot this game existed because I thought it already released. Um, Little Devil Inside. Oh. Interesting. Uh, the indie PlayStation exclusive. Yeah, sure, why not? I, I don't know enough about it to make an educated thing. Okay, so I'm going to give my answer. Starfield, yes. Hellblade 2, send you a sacrifice. Yes, I think that comes out in September. Last of Us Factions or Last of Us 2 Factions or whatever, no. Armored Core 6, I got to say no. I, I just don't think that game. I, I honestly think they're going to prioritize the Elden Ring DLC, and this one's going to slide a little bit because of it. Uh, Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, hell no. Hollow Knight Silk Song, yes. Sea of Stars, yes. Mina the Hollower, yes. Replaced, yes. Little Devil Inside, no. Dude, I, I hope just... you win this round big with all those yeses. <laughs> yeah. Uh, more. I think I had two yeses in AAA, and I had, what, four yeses in Indie. So, yeah, we'll see what happens. Uh, next up, we got the Big Ten. This is a little bit more lengthy of the section. I have ten questions. Once again, since I wrote them, it's only fair that Dom goes first and answers. You ready, Dom, for the Big Ten? Uh, how do you think we should do this? Should I... Should you answer question one and then I answer question one, and then we move on, or do you want me to do you all ten and then me all ten? Let's let's alternate. I think that'd be better. So we can kind of stay on topic a, a bit more. Yeah, instead of to do the talking points and have to do them again. So, uh, first up, which indie dev fully reveals their next project this year? Oh, by the way, neither of us pushed the last round. Same thing oh, works yeah. this round. For every, uh, this only works for single answer questions in this, but for every one you get right, you get a point. Some of them you can get multiple things right or multiple things wrong. So you get a minus point for every one you get wrong, plus point for every one you get right. And then you can push a question if you want to. Um, neither of us pushed on the last one. Uh, retroactively, we can, we can push if you want to on any of them. Um, nah, I won't. No? Okay, yeah, that's stick. Okay, yeah. so the first question. What indie dev will fully reveal their next project this year? You can choose as many as you want. Uh, Play Dead? Oh. Moon Studios, who made Ori, and Tarshir Studios, who made Little Nightmares. Shoot. Um, and I use the word fully reveal because we've seen concept art for Play Dead. So. Then I'll say the Little Nightmares studio. Tarshir, that's the only one you're picking, the other two you're deferring on? Yeah. Okay. I will say we see Play Dead's next game. And that's it. And I'm deferring on the other two. We went opposite direction. Neither of us are like Moon Studios, especially with the controversy last year. Yeah, just stay stay quiet for a bit. Uh, next up, this this category is called Sequelitis. Question number two, Dom. Will this game score higher or lower than its predecessor? Okay. No push on this. You have to answer all of them higher or lower. Octop and I'm going to give you the, the uh, open critic of the first game. Octopath Traveler 2, 84. Higher or lower? 84, yeah, the first one got, huh? Yeah, I think it's better. I think it'll be better. Hollow Knight Silk Song, 90. That's tough. I'll push this one, actually. Okay. Star Wars Jedi Survivor, 82. Higher, for sure. Marvel Spider-Man 2, 88. <clears throat> Higher. Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, 96. Lower. For me, Octopath Traveler 2, I'm going to say lower. Hollow Knight Silk Song is my push. Star Wars Jedi Survivor, higher. Marvel Spider-Man 2, higher. Tears of the Kingdom, lower. Next, question number three. 
between Starfield, Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, and Marvel Spider-Man 2, how many of them will have DLC announced by the end of 2023? For bonus points, explain the focus of it. How many? None of them are going to have DLC announced by the end of this year. Okay. Take that to the bank. Really? All right. So, uh, I'm going to say all three of them have DLC announced by the end of the year. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah, remember, it's all releasing. It's announced. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Bethesda will announce the roadmap for Starfield by the end of the year. Uh, I think they're going to want to get people excited. Uh, I wouldn't even be surprised if we see it at the uh, game of the year. Uh, Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Uh, I also think we're going to see the tease of some expansion by the end of the year. And Marvel Spider-Man 2, I also... Correct me if I'm wrong. I think, didn't one of the DLCs come out for that game the same year it was released? That City that be. never sleeps? But what, you know, what time of the year did the first game come out? Was it like... September. I, it, oh, shoot. Okay. <laughs> if that's, yeah, if that's the case, and yeah, if they had done that, the, the game... And even released, worst case, this game comes out in November. Like I said, it's announced. Mm-hmm. Um... So yeah, I'm going all three, and I'm gonna I'm gonna stick my head out on a limb and for Starfield, and I'm gonna say that the DLC is gonna be related to returning back to um, the Milky Way galaxy in our specific solar system. I think it's gonna be something about like returning to mankind or something. Like it's gonna be distinctly focused on us going back to Earth or near Earth to some extent. It's gonna be mine. Okay. Uh, I was I gonna say that. Tears of the Kingdom is like vehicle related, but I think the motorcycle didn't come out for like two years after Breath of the Wild, right? Yeah, some of that stuff. There's a few different, I feel like, pieces of DLC that they, they pushed out over a long period of time. And for clarity, these have to be like named DLC. It can't be like update 1.0 or something. You know what I mean? It has to be like, mm-hmm. oh, that's DLC. Um, next up, question number four. Will Elden Ring see the release of a major DLC expansion in 2023? If so... Will it have the name of a known character in the title be the focus of the narrative, both or neither? Man. <laughs> yes, there will be Elden Ring DLC. And there will not be a character named in the title. And will it be the focus of the narrative, though? A character? A known character. Right, like, is it is it the Pop Guys DLC, basically? No. Or the Ghost of Blade? No? Okay. Uh, I agree with you. I think there's going to be Elden Ring DLC. I don't think a character's name is going to be in the title, a known character, but I do think that the DLC is going to focus on it. Like, in the trailer for the DLC, we're going to be like, oh, dang, that character's getting a DLC expansion. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know what character specifically, but I do think it's going to be a character we know from the story of Elden Ring. So that's that. Next up, this is an extended one again, Dom. Does it get a new trailer and or dated? Okay. So the list of games that you're going to tell me is it going to get a new trailer or it could be both. So you're just saying yes or no. So if you think it's getting a, tr- a new trailer or even just dated, you're going to say yes. If you don't think it's getting neither, you say no. Okay. Right on. Mass Effect 4. No, and no. Dragon Age 4. 
Yes. New trailer. You don't have to specify. It's just, if you think it's getting either of those, it's a yes. If you don't, then it's a no. Uh, next up, Avatar Frontiers of Pandora. No. Nothing. Ubisoft Star Wars game. No, I the don't think there's a one specific, like the massive one. Yeah, I don't think there's a trailer. I think we... I'm not... No, I think at most you, we see a splash screen. You know, a logo. That's it. Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic remake. Definitely no. Star Wars Eclipse. Definitely no. Skydance Amy Hennig's Captain America Black Panther game. Oh, shit, I hope so. Yeah, let's, let's see it. It'll happen. <laughs> For the vibes. The Outer Worlds 2. No. Avowed. Yes. Fable. No. Marvel's Wolverine. No. This one was recently leaked. Bungie's next game. It was leaked. Interesting. Well, people uh, think it's Bungie's next game. It was a Sony first-person shooter thing, and there's a lot of breadcrumbs that lead it to be Bungie's next game. I'll say yeah, because they, especially because yeah, they're Sony now. So, uh, you know, we'll see something three, four years in advance of it actually releasing. <laughs> or, you know, <laughs> Metroid Prime Four. No. Okay, so I'm gonna go through them now. Mass Effect Four, yes, and I think it comes with the title of the game. Uh, Dragon Age 4, yes. Avatar Frontiers of Pandora, especially with that sequel coming out this year, yes. Ubisoft Star Wars game, especially with their recent financial disclosures, yes. Mm, uh, Star Wars Night of the Old Republic remake, no. Star Wars, the only, thing, I, the only reason I think that might be a possibility is because PlayStation was kind of MIA last year, and I think they want a big pop this year, especially with us only really knowing what Spider-Man and Final Fantasy 16 is exclusives. Um, Star Wars Eclipse, I hope not. <laughs> um, Skydance, Amy Hennig's Captain America Black Panther game. I'm with you. I'm just going to say yes for the vibes. Uh, the Outer Worlds 2, no. Avowed, yes. Fable, yes. Uh, Marvel's Wolverine, yes. I think Marvel's Wolverine specifically will be at the Game Awards. I think Insomniac is going to get a lot of like uh, pop with Spider-Man 2 being up for a bunch of awards, right? I mean... Barring it not coming out this year, but I like un, I'm of the opinion it comes out this year. I think they're going to want to show off their next game. Uh, Bungie's next game, no. Uh, Metroid Prime Four, no. So we'll see. Next up, mm -hmm. question number six, Dom. What will be the score difference on Open Critic between Skull and Bones and Ubisoft's highest reviewed new game in 2023? Wow, that's a hell of a question. So Skull and Bones, I'm going to say, you know, could be low 70s. M maybe a little higher if, if they're lucky, you know, if everything goes perfectly for them. But And this one is whoever gets closest, by the way. Gets it so right. then Ubisoft, I feel like there's going to be that Assassin's Creed game that might come out this year. The one that's like more like, the, you know, the initial, the original Assassin's Creed's. And that could be, that could be 80s, you know. On a you know on a great day, so I'm gonna say ten point differential. I'm gonna say eighteen. Yeah, the, I, I could think have won. <laughs> I think uh, Assassin's Creed Mirage is gonna be their highest reviewed game. 
And I think that game is going to score in the mid to low 80s. And I think there's a very real chance that Skull and Bones is in the mid 60s. Yeah. I, I think that there's a very good chance that happens. I thought it was a fun question. So, uh, following that up, what will have the lowest open critic score between these three games? Forspoken, Skull and Bones, and the SpongeBob SquarePants, the Cosmic Shake. Seriously? <laughs> Skull and Bones, dude. For sure. The worry here is SpongeBob SquarePants, I think, has good vibes, and I think it's going to be a fun game, but I don't know how well a game with that like dated design is going to review in 2023. Yeah. I'm with you, though. I think it's Skull and Bones. I think Forspoken is going to be more disappointing because I think people want it to be higher, but yeah. I can't see it scoring lower than the Skull and Bones. I think people are going to look at the Skull and Bones score and be like, okay, that makes sense. And Forspoken is good. Yeah. Ah, dang. You know? Like Forspoken. Maybe be... Forspoken reviews well. Who knows? It could be in my head, you know, like high seventies. That's kind of where I'm seeing it, right? But then, yeah, Skull and Bones. I'm like, that could be seventy or even lower. Speaking of like relating it to like uh, NFL drafts, I think the floor for for Spoken is like mid seventies. Mm-hmm. I think the floor for uh, for Skull and Bones is in the basement. Exactly. <laughs> like, yeah, not great. And I think SpongeBob SquarePants Cosmic Shake. It's going to be like a seventy-five, but it's going to be dope. So mm-hmm. I'm not too it worried could be about it. Goofy and charming. Something new enough. Exactly. Next up, which studios announce their next game? So you have to say yes or no to each of these, okay? Sony Bend. Yes. Naughty Dog. This doesn't count factions. This is new, uh, like an unknown game. No, they do not. Blue Point. Yes. Double Fine. No. Tango Gameworks. This is it Evil mm. Within, guys? They did Ghostwire Tokyo. No. The Coalition. And this is the new Xbox studio. No, that's the... I was going to say the Invitation. That's the... Something with an I. The Initiative. Initiative. The Coalition is the Gear Studio. And I want you to work with the same mm. information I do. So, Gears 5 came out in 2019. And since then, it's been reported they have two games in the works. They have Gear 6, and they have an unannounced new IP. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I think Microsoft is going to like really hit hard with game releases this year. Um, that, you know, kind of some stuff that we've been waiting for. But then on the flip side, I think they also continue to get us excited for new stuff. They've already they been need things that. for people to look forward to. Yeah, exactly. So I think they hit on both of those cylinders this year, um, which is obviously going to be good for them. And I think the, the more likely thing is they get Gear 6 out of the way to finish off that second trilogy first, and then yeah. they drop their new IP, if I was the betting man. Yeah, uh, my answer, Sony Bend, with all of the stuff with Days Gone and everything, I do think that studio needs a win. And with new leadership, I do think they want to get their new vision out there. To your point of Xbox wanting to get people excited for the future, we're kind of in a weird place with PlayStation where, like, we know Wolverine's coming and we know Factions is coming, but there's not a whole lot to, like, look forward to, really, outside of Spider-Man. Not in a bad way. Obviously, they have bangers in development. It's just I want to know what those are. So I think Sony Ben shows up. I didn't put uh, Ghost of Tsushima dev on here. Um, Sucker punch. Or they, um, yeah, because they're in a weird place, too. I, I don't know what they're going to do. But hopefully they showcase their new game. Uh, Sony Bend, yes. Naughty Dog, no. Blue Point. 
my head says no, my heart says yes. I got to go with my head on here. I got to say no. Um, Double fine. I'm going to go the opposite. I'm going with my heart on this one. I'm going to say yes. Uh, Tango Gameworks, no. Especially with Ghostwire hitting Xbox this year. Uh, But there is a rumor that Tango's working on a small Pentiment-sized game. So who knows? We might see that. Which, shout out to Game Pass for making those possible. Uh, And then Coalition, yeah, I think I'm with you on that 100%. Number nine, two questions left. And the last one's very easy. Well, very easy in that it's not a hard, like, them numerous things. Number nine, highest Metacritic of 2023. You're picking the publisher here and, for bonus points, the game. Okay? So you can get a total of up to two points here. And your publisher choices are PlayStation, Xbox, Nintendo, major third party, or indie. So you're picking the publisher and the game. It's Nintendo and it's Tears of the Kingdom. Okay, um, I am going to go with, I'm going Activision Blizzard, so major third party, I'm going Diablo 4. My heart wanted to go Hollow Knight, but I, I can't. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, next up, lastly, what wins game of the year 2022, or 2023, sorry. You know what? It's going to be Starfield, even though I, I know I'm contradicting myself <laughs> by saying Tears of the Kingdom. No, I don't think the highest Metacritic necessarily means it's always going to win. Right. Not necessarily. You know, it probably is some correlation there, but yeah, not necessarily. I just, and it could be one of those cases where at least I get one of these, right? Um, but part of me just, I, I feel like this is their time. Um, Bethesda is going to come back, uh, you know, with a, with a vengeance. and. And people are just going to be feeling Starfield. Um, it's something that we've been wanting, that we've kind of been craving that Western RPG. And now we're in space. We really haven't had that in a minute. You know, we haven't had a you know Mass Effect two in, in a while. And I think this could be to that level. And, and this is like a totally using my heart here. So I'm going to say Xbox and Bethesda come through. Starfield is just just absolute gold goatee 23 2023 jeff Keeley, all pumped up about it let's go let's go starfield let's go todd howard so my indie dark horse would be hollow knight silk song i think mm-hmm. it i mean it comes out i think it really has a good chance i think my triple a dark horse is re4 remake i think that has mm-hmm. a strong chance especially with the industry the thing here is that i think for better or worse we saw what happened with God of War Ragnarok versus Elden Ring. And I do think that regardless Ooh, of how great God of War Ragnarok is, it's some some more of the same for better or worse. Not that it's necessarily justified or right. But I do think Marvel Spider-Man 2 and Tears of the Kingdom are both going to suffer from that to some extent. And I do think the most refreshing thing we can get this year is Starfield if it hits. Yeah. And I think it's the thing the exactly. industry has been most thirsty for. Yes. Is a Bethesda Western RPG that just is solid and awesome, and yeah, I, I got to go with Starfield because I think in our mind we got to be positive. And if Tears of the Kingdom, Marvel Spider Man Two, Starfield all come out and are all good games, I think in terms of what could be defining for the year, Starfield has the best chance because it is the most different. Like I said, I know people are like, oh, Bethesda RPGs are all the same, yada yada yada. This like. We haven't gotten a sci-fi Bethesda RPG. What does that look like? What do the systems look like? How are they going to innovate? 
sure, people can reduce it to it's just a triple A No Man's Sky, but do you remember how excited people were for No Man's Sky before it shit the bag? You know, like if this can deliver on the promises No Man's Sky failed to, yeah, I, I, I got to go with Starfield. Also, I just love the storyline of it. Like Xbox finally getting a dub and getting a game of the year candidate after there were not only MIA in terms of winning any major awards last year, they weren't at the show, period, uh, which is crazy and a little dis disappointing for somebody who prefers Xbox. So I'm with you, Starfield. Um, but it's going to be a, a tough year. That that game of the year category at the end of the year is going to be stacked. Yeah. No strays are making it this year. Best believe yeah. no strays are making it. And that's a that's a double entendre there too. Strays and, you know, just stray games. Um, yeah, so that's it for our questions of answering. And let's get to our predictions real quick before we close out. We're going to go back and forth. We have five total, or at minimum five total. Uh, every prediction over our fifth one, if you get it incorrect, it's minus two points. For the first five, you either get five points for getting it right or you get no points. Uh, you want me to start off, Dom? Yeah, go ahead. By the end of 2023, we will have seen avowed gameplay and the announcement of the Coalition's next game. Last release was Gears 5 in 2019, and Bolt will be dated for 2024. This goes to your point you made earlier of Xbox wanting to have a roadmap of people getting excited for the game releases. Matt Booty and uh, Phil Spencer have said they want to have a major release for Game Pass every quarter. And I think out of their collection of games that aren't dated yet, because I wholly believe uh, Hellblade 2 is coming out this year, I think next up then would be Avowed and The Coalition's next project. And uh, yeah, I think they're both dated for 2024. I'm getting fun with this, because uh, what else are we doing if we're not having fun here? We are, and this is, a, this is kind of a two-parter here. We're gonna get the we're gonna get a leak of the Switch Two specs, right? Ooh, like, you know, eight inch screen, this type of Nvidia processors. You know, I don't know the specifics, but we're gonna like some leak about that, right? And then we're also going to then eventually in the same year in twenty twenty three get a proper announcement of the Switch Two. It will not release in twenty twenty three though. They'll say you know coming next you know spring kind of a thing. Um. That's it. So a couple pieces to that. Switch to the, the, uh, a leak of the specs and then an official announcement, but no 2023 release of the device itself. And just to clarify for listeners, this isn't Switch Pro. This is literally like a sequel yeah. console to Correct. the Switch. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Even if it next is like the same design, but just better processors, it'll be, you know, it'll be made clear that it's a, a new proper console, not, not an enhanced version. Both, in, both you and I will look at it and be like, oh, yeah, that's a Switch 2. Right. It'll be clear. Yeah. Okay, next up. Both Project Belfry and Project Cobalt are finally revealed. Now, let me explain what those are because I'm not going to say Project. <laughs> okay. So, Project <laughs> Cobalt is the one we talked about last year, Dom, when we went over what Xbox has in its pipeline. It's the Edexile steampunk first-person RPG. Remember, we talked about it. has the mm. steampunk aesthetic from Edexile Studios. That's Project Cobalt. Uh, I think that gets a full reveal. We get the title, all that stuff, especially since NXL recently released Wasteland 3, and they have nothing coming out, so I think they want to get their new project out there. Project Belfry is another game we talked about that I completely forgot about. This is from Stoic Studios, the developers of Banner Saga, and this is a 2D action-adventure game. Ooh. Um, and they've been quiet for quite some time. And once again, they fit in that perfect place where Xbox is partnering with these smaller studios. 
where you can still hit major releases on Game Pass without having it be your big boys. And I do think that people will lose their mind for a new game from the Banner Saga team because I think a lot of people consider one of the most underrated indie darlings of all time, and their art style is immaculate. I'm very excited to see what this can be, and Project Belfry is a dope-ass name. So I think both Project Belfry and Project Cobalt get revealed this year from those studios. What's your number two? Xbox Game Pass is going to have a price increase. That base subscription that's currently $10 per month is going to go up to $12 per month. Yeah. Okay. You know, I think Starfield's going to come out. Redfall is going to come out. You know, we're going to see the next Gears game, you know, some other shit. Um, Xbox is going to be hitting, you know, and hopefully our other predictions about Starfield being Goaty, you know, <laughs> that kind of a game. Um, like, it's going to be Xbox's firing on all cylinders. They're going to be in their, like, from software mode. And with that, you know, later in the year, uh, they're going to just slip in a quick price increase to the game pass. Not much, you know, just a couple bucks. Just push it up a bit. You know, times are tough. Inflation, you know, and, like, they're going to have been now putting out the, the bangers uh, of games to make it easily justifiable, and no one's going to hesitate, you know, and, having a fit about it or anything like that well i mean especially if what i think comes true in that redfall comes out early then starfield hits middle of the year towards the beginning and then i think hellblade's coming out at the end of the year i think yeah it's more it's that's a, l a little bit more of a softer blow but i am mm -hmm. with you in the point that i think xbox has to be in a place of positivity before they announce a price increase yeah and i and they can I'm always seen they're smart position. enough to wait for that and hopefully that's the case yeah Number three, Xbox announces full remakes of two classic games and or franchises, one of them releasing in 2023. My dream would be Psychonauts 1, uh, maybe not by Double Fine, but using the Double Fine engine for Psychonauts 2 because I know they like to work on original games. So maybe they have a side team or Xbox just has a different team working on the remake and uh, Banjo-Kazooie remake. Those two would be my dream, but I'm just leaving it a little bit more blank. A full Two full remakes coming out. Announced this year, one of them coming out this year. Okay. That's it. Because it could even be the Fallout uh, remake that we've heard about, too. Man, I want any Fallout remake. The new Vegas remake. Yeah, Ugh. your turn, number three. All right. Um, I'm going to say we get Game Boy games <laughs> um, okay. added to the Nintendo Switch Online subscription, right? Because... Um, they added N64 games, I think like, you know, last year or the year before they started doing that. And they added that second pricing tier and which, you know, we're, we're getting to the, we got to the point of like, I don't know, guys, this is, you're asking kind of a lot of money for what, it, what these are. So I think we kind of just get these and it's going to be the basic Game Boy games um, and Game Boy Color games, not even advanced, you know, not, not those games, but, and it, you know, as always, like three or four at a time just kind of not the ones we'd necessarily pick right away sort of games, but I think that happens this year. I like that one. It's an interesting one. I'll go for my fourth one. Because obviously we all want like GameCube games added to that, but it's like, come on, we're not we're not that lucky. Right? We're just <laughs> coming out, be realistic. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> I'm gonna stick in the world of Nintendo for this one. Number four. 
New 3D Super Mario revealed. Same engine as Odyssey, but not named Odyssey 2. Hmm. I would like that. That'd be cool. And we, they may never confirm it's the same engine, but once again, like the thing we said earlier, if me and you look at it, you're like, oh, yeah, this is in the Odyssey engine. You we'll know what I mean? we'll be able okay. to tell. Yeah. Yeah. What's your number four? Oh, man. So I, I keep on wanting to will this into existence. I think I predicted this in, in, in some form for the past couple of years. And I'm just going to keep doing it. I'm just going to keep banging my head on this wall until if I finally break through. We're going to get a Bloodborne DC port and PS5 version. Sony, do it. Just, it's got to happen. The way that they've been porting everything else and remastering everything else and now seeing the success of Elden Ring. And, you know, there's, and even what they did with Demon Souls with Blue Point, I feel like they can't ignore that there's money to be made here. Just put that game on PC. That alone is going to make bank. Like, sell it for 50 bucks and people are going to absolutely buy it in droves on PC and PS5 as well. I think they could even get some sales out of that. Like if they're going to do it um, with the last of us and Lord knows we're going to get another uncharted remaster probably soon too. Um, I feel like they just, with the success of from games and, and the whole soul series just growing and growing. Sony just is realizing that they have some money that they can, they can dig into here. If they just, Bloodborne, man. Stop ignoring Bloodborne. Damn it. Part of me wonders if, like, a Bloodborne 2 is a, like, a impossibility at this point. It's not logical, really, to the, my, the second part of this, but, like, maybe they're worried that if they take put that out, then the noise for a sequel come, becomes even louder. But like you said, it's, like, free money that they can print, so. Yeah. Why not? Exactly. My number five. Halo Infinite Major Story DLC announced part of a 2.0 revamp relaunch of the game. Yeah, that's a great prediction. It's about damn time, obviously, and that's that's a really good prediction. Yeah, I think it's I think it's time. Going back to the point of like they want to get people excited for Game Pass, will mm-hmm. also help if that hits in the fall and they can use it as a semi new release. All right, so we got, I got one more. I'm getting weird, um, but I'm going to say the Xbox Activision buyout or what have you um, does not go through in basically the, the current form. So I think that there's going to be some kind of concession made by Microsoft to, to, get, this, uh, to get this deal through. And probably in the form, obviously in the form of like, you know, it doesn't include a certain studio or a certain part of it, something like that, something to that effect where they have to sell off some of it or, you know, something's not included. I think like the current U.S. administration, the FTC or whatever it is, like just being stubborn for whatever reason on this one and trying to make a point of, you know, antitrust stuff because that's what they're trying to be like and even if it's not necessarily the most appropriate here i think that some kind of concession is going to get made um but it will happen and the deal will technically like actually go through and be a you know it'll happen so going with that my hope is that if that is that the concession is like king the mobile company because like that's the one i care the least about in the acquisition like cool to make sure king isn't a part of it that's a good point i forget they had that and that feels like a natural cutout 
you know, um, yeah, uh, something that they could just cool. That's not included, and I don't know what that would mean if that means they have to sell it or if like if they could just have to go operate on their own. If you're king, I don't know the specifics of how that would play out, but the prediction is yeah, some part isn't um, everything they want basically, but it still happens. So I'm going to add a sixth one and risk it for the possibility of minus two points. By the end of 2023, a total of two new unannounced AAA games for Marvel and Star Wars will be announced, revealed. I think I, like it's, it. I don't think it's super safe, but I think it is totally possible. So, Are you adding any on, or are you sticking with your five? I'm going to sit. I feel like I got weird with a bunch of those. So I'm going to read my extras. These don't count, but I want to go through them, and then you can read any extras if you want that obviously aren't going to count. So my extras. One. No new mainline remake Pokemon game, just the DLC for Scarlet Violet this year. This obviously goes against my Fantasy Critics League of uh, Let's Go Let's 2. Go. 2. There will be a Souls Easter egg in Sea of Stars, Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, Starfield, and Final Fantasy 16. Whoa. Really? Okay. Do you know how many games, Easter egg, Souls games, with like a bonfire or a sword and fire, stuff like that? It's super common. And all those games, I think, have lineage to why they would do it, too. Yeah. I think even Breath of the Wild had one, I believe. Um, three, Carnage will be teased in Marvel Spider-Man's 2 post credit scene, and there will be a Morbin Time meme reference in the game. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's a good... Oh, <laughs> you should have loved The Morbin one, especially. They'll, I know. They'll make a joke about that, for sure. Some collectible or something? Yeah. For sure. Exactly. One, uh, one line of dialogue. Just acknowledging it or, or yeah, or just a collectible or some throwaway. Oh, that's that's gonna happen for sure. <laughs> I thought that was a fun one. Uh next one. Similar to the one you actually made. Um a- Xbox's Activision Blizzard acquisition won't be completed in twenty twenty three. But I thought that was too like simple, so I added a, a little bit on the end. And it'll be revealed that Rare's Everwild was quietly cancelled and they've been working on a new game. Ooh. Fun. Yeah. I mean, not great for canceling a game, but on prediction yeah and also i think for rare fans they might go for that because everwild was a little bit more it wasn't realistic but it was more realistic than i think people would want from rare uh and my last one i have here we'll know the title of mass effect for the captain america black panther game and the new bioshock by the end of by 2024 i like that i hope so i think the bioshock one is the sketchiest i do think we get the title for mass effect 4 and the cat black panther game this year i really do Yep, those are all my extras. Or you have any extras? Nothing fun or exciting. Um, <clears throat> I should have said the Morbin Time one, man. <laughs> you have me second guessing not using that one. It's Morbin Time. I can hear Yuri Lowenthal like like saying it, like it's Morbin Time. What does that mean? Or like in reaction to it, some weird collectible. Um, no, we talked. I I wanted to throw in um, Starfield winning Goaty, um, but we obviously predicted that already and talked about it a bunch, so I kind of left that out. Um, wait, is this the first year you've never done a Star Wars prediction? Uh, because what have I been predicting like Ubisoft's game for a while, right? Or what do you mean? Yeah, you, you, I think every year you've predicted something Star Wars related. I think this might be the first year. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, yeah, it doesn't come in front of mind right now. We're getting last year, you know, Jedi Survivors. So I'm like, that's cool. Um, Mando season three. Oh, there's there's so many so much going on for shows like yeah give me mando season three but 
oh, the Ahsoka show, especially so many things um, that we're learning about it that just has me just absolutely giddy and excited. Just the fact that um, Hayden Christensen is, is, is coming back for that and in what form we assume, you know, as Vader, but there's also like some rumors that like, you know, some flashbacks as, uh, as Anakin Skywalker, obviously too. And oh, with a young Ahsoka, um, anyway. So much. There's a lot of good <laughs> Star Wars in the world. Man, maybe that's why you're not yearning for unannounced stuff because you're pretty good knowing what's coming up. So yeah, Disney Plus gonna keep me fed. Um, but yeah, that I mean, I also considered saying you know we'd finally get those Metroid Prime remasters, not Prime Four, you know the new game, but we know on good authority that they have those remasters and they're close to or already done, right? But they're just kind of waiting for the opportune time to release, which is just like wild to me that you would just like sit on money instead of you know making money but I feel insiders like was... so confident in fact that one of them shaved his head because they didn't yes. reveal it by the end of 2023 <laughs> exactly and and grub has been 2022 incredible sorry. but yeah it's like it almost seemed like too easy because like it's gotta happen but you know it, it, it had to happen last year too so who the heck knows but at this point it seems tied to four right so it's like you have to make that yeah with the expectation that four is also around the corner to some extent i guess <laughs> maybe that's maybe that's what it is they want it six months before four or something so they're waiting until they know that's sure what it just felt like a lame prediction there or, or sorry excuse me um not a fun super fun prediction so i kind of left it out yeah well, we're running a little long. We're at an hour and a half for the show, which is dope. We did our Fantasy Critics League draft, and we also did our gaming prediction. So we're not going to talk too much about what we've been playing. Uh, in the coming weeks, we're going to be doing a God of War Ragnarok spoiler cast, as well as our Game of the Year show, talking about our favorite games of 2022. And uh, I just want to mention real quick, I finished Pentiment and High on Life, Dom. So those two are going to be interesting to see where those rank on my list when we get to that. Um and I have a couple more 2022 games I want to get to. I want to try to play Immortality, and I want to try to play As the Dust Falls. And we'll see if I can get to those, both narrative-driven games. So we'll see what happens there. Um, yeah, I think that's pretty much it. We'll look forward to the year, see what happens in this wild world of gaming. Hopefully we both get everything we want and more. As always, you can follow us on Twitter collectively at CTRLINT. That's Controlled Interest Abbreviated. You can follow Dom at OBDomKenobi. The O and OB is the number zero, not the letter O. You can follow me at Jared Weich. That's J-E-R-R-A-D-W-Y-C-H-E. Go to YouTube, search Control of Interest. We'll pop right up. Like the video, subscribe so you never miss it, and hit the bell notification because you can never trust the YouTube sub boxes. Other than that, we're on podcast services, Spotify, Google Play, Apple Podcasts. Just search Control of Interest. We'll pop right up. And as always, we'll catch you guys next time. Bye.